and welcome to apartment 29a i'm shosh and i'm megan and we're two best friends who have a lot to say this week we are going to drink fornan and mason black tea with lemon while we discuss the modern love podcast by the new york times and the book the invisible life of Addie larue by v.e schwab so shosh what do you think of fornan and mason black tea with lemon so originally <laughs> when you said we should drink this one I thought that I wasn't going to like it uh just overall in general I haven't been a huge fan of the black tea with the fruit especially the strawberry which I actually Ooh. really genuinely dislike that, that was awful yeah so I was Sorry, kind of like eh, <laughs> I'm not gonna like it but that's fine we should just do it anyways we haven't done but that one for a while <laughs> yeah but surprisingly I actually do like it it smells like lemon pez and it kind of tastes like black tea with lemon pez so it's not it's not quite the flavor that I expected from it and I I actually kind of like it and it also makes me want to eat pez <laughs> <laughs> what shape would your Pez dispenser be in? <laughs> I have no idea. Do you know how long it's been since I've had Pez? Can I have a jellyfish one, maybe? Yeah, ooh, that would be cool. Awesome. I'll take a jellyfish. Oh my god. What do you think of this tea? Uh it's okay. I think I would prefer that I just make black tea and add my own lemon and sugar. Um, the fake lemon still is not my favorite and it still reminds me just a little of like lemon cleaners like around Cleaner? the house yeah so I it does that. get better <laughs> uh with some sugar like I added honey and it did get better and I'm not opposed to drinking it but I don't think we need any any more of it I while I like it fully agree with that I think because it doesn't have the natural lemon flavor I totally get the cleaner bit mm -hmm. because it is that kind of fake but it but it for me like I said it, it goes a little more towards candy than candy. cleaner mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. but still it's like that fake lemony um fake lemony flavor and then while I like it I think part of the reason I'm really enjoying it is because I thought I was gonna hate it so I'm kind of surprised right. by mm -hmm. the fact that I don't so even though I'm enjoying it way more than I thought. I sort of agree. I don't feel like I need this really again. Like it's fun and I'm glad that it has surprised me, but I would very happily just have some Royal blend or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of these teas, it is my favorite. Cause it was like, I think it was a set that you got, right? It was, it was like a taster set. And I mm -hmm. think we've done most of them now. Yeah. All but the apple. Yeah. Cause there's cranberry, strawberry, was there a raspberry? Yes, a peach. There was a peach. Yeah, oh, I think it was just cranberry, strawberry, peach, apple. Lemon. And lemon. Yeah, so apple's the one we haven't done yet. All right. So, Shoshi, you want to tell us a little about the Modern Love podcast by the New York Times? Sure. We decided, since this is our Valentine's Day episode, that we were going to search for a podcast that had to do with love. So just sort of did a general podcast search and found this one by the New York Times. And we have liked a lot of the podcasts the New York Times has put out. So I kind of had high expectations for it. And we, well, sort of I, just went through the list and picked a random one that I thought sounded like it might be a nice episode. 
Mm -hmm. And so it was, was it me or our astrology was the episode. And I was like, oh, this sounds nice, especially because the feeling that I got from some of the episodes above it was that they talk about love in all different manners, which totally makes sense and is not a bad thing. But I just thought for Valentine's Day that we might not want to be discussing love around divorce and things like that. <laughs> so I was just looking for something a little more on the lovey, friendly, happy side. And so we just randomly picked this episode. And the structure of it was kind of interesting. I don't know if all the episodes are that way because we've only listened to the one, but they had somebody read like an essay that someone wrote. It was Amisha Patel. So it was her essay. And then after that, the host, or at least I think it's the host, somebody from that makes the podcast, I'm not even sure what her name is, honestly, had a short interview with her about the essay and where mm -hmm. she is now kind of in life. So yeah, Megan, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. It felt to me a little bit like almost like a Sunday episode of The Daily, but with an interview okay. at the end. Because the yeah, Sunday episodes are oftentimes in a New York Times article being read. And this was definitely that. Because I think it was from like 2017 or something when she wrote the art article or 2019 I might be making it something like that but it was definitely not right like it was current. like pre-covid but not like 2009 it was like pre-covid yeah but recent and I thought I was really glad because I was really scared that they were just going to read the article and the article left off at almost a cliffhanger like the article she had you know she was writing about her past like the author is writing about her past uh her parents were indian and they had a, a particular um affinity for astrology and like her, so she had all this astrology from her childhood and then at the very end she was taught like was talking about love and divorce and at the very end she had like found this other guy that maybe she was going to be open to a relationship before and then the article ended and I was like but what happened <laughs> but but what happened <laughs> so then when they brought her back on I was like oh my god okay <laughs> like, you can't leave me there and ironically when it came to that like her romantic love in the interview afterwards she still wasn't really willing to talk about it so we were kind of left there and I was like but that's like not I'd like a little more please <laughs> yep. honestly I think that was my biggest complaint about the episode as a whole I kind of just wanted more like I understand that they were reading this essay that she wrote but I wanted to know more about the astrology stuff because she was talking about like her family going to I'm not even sure what what it was called was it a matchmaker or, or I'm not really sure like but they that. they gave them all these rules and all of these rituals and all these things to do for like her love life and so she had this stone and she had to like bathe it in milk and she had to do these certain things on these certain days and she had to put this basket and like a tree and all of these things and it was so cool but I wanted to know more just about that like I really mm -hmm. just wanted to know you know like the science behind the predictions and the rituals and all of that sort of stuff like I really would have liked more there and then talking about her life and stuff again it left you at a cliffhanger and then they talked to her and other than saying 
okay, well, it didn't work out with this one guy. I really just don't really want to say much. And I'm still open to love kind of was like just a general. So the interview part was, I felt like a bit short also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fully agree. The interview felt truncated, but I felt like the interviewer recognized they weren't going to get more information. Like the interviewer had wanted to like explore that romantic love aspect of the author's life. And the author was just like, no, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) And you're like, oh, okay. But I really appreciated the article. It made me think about fate. Like so much of the discussion was about either fate or predestination almost. And so I really appreciated like the author as a child was like, fate is stupid and you know good my parents are a little crazy and I'm very like leaning into the American idea that I can always lift myself up from my bootstrap and I am fine and then the author got a little older and more accepting of her her parents background and then was like actually maybe there is something to this fate thing like not that I'm 100% sold on their on predestination by any means but that it might be worth opening myself up to some ideas about fate and then just also recognizing that when I allow for some of that it also allows some greater freedom in my choices which I think is an interesting juxtaposition because most of the time when you think predestination you think you do not have choices And she was saying that being told that I will be successful actually created a path of greater freedom for me because then I could try various things without worrying that I was going to be unsuccessful because I was told I was going to be successful. So very, very interesting conversations about fate and choice, I think. Yeah, I found that really cool and also interesting as well because that especially that part where she said because I was successful it allowed me basically to leave my job and go do these other things and sort of like explore what I wanted to do because if I embrace the fact that you know the fate that fate has told me I will be successful then it doesn't matter what I do because I will succeed Mm -hmm. so that allows me the freedom because like you said when you think about fate or being predestined for something you think you're then just locked into one path Mm -hmm. And so you feel like you don't have that freedom. But then, I mean, on the flip side, maybe she was predestined to leave that job and drive <laughs> right. around. She just doesn't know it. Right. So, I mean, we don't actually, I guess, technically know if it was her free will or what right. she was predestined to do. And she's just living out that destiny. But it is cool that in her mind, it allowed her to then make these decisions and have these big changes in her life that she might not have felt comfortable with otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved and I want to know like you like that that history or that science behind some of the stories and ideas and like suggestions that were given to her or even just the astrology piece. She told a story, I think it was in the article, but it might have been in the interview about another another like fable that I've never 
that I don't even oh, know. about the ox yeah so there was a story about a gentleman who was told he would always have one ox and so then he was always afraid to like give do anything like he's like I have my one ox I can't sell it I can't do anything and then someone finally came to him and was like no sell the ox and he's like no this is my only ox like I'm only ever gonna have one ox like leave my ox alone you go away <laughs> and they were like no sell the ox and so he was like okay I'll take a leap of faith and he sold the ox and the next day he had an ox and so it was this idea that like no matter what he would always have one ox even if he didn't know where that ox was going to come from so he could get rid of today's ox and have an ox tomorrow and I was like what I want to know what background that comes from and I'm really fascinated by that story well that's what I mean there was so much cool stuff surrounding it that I would have liked a longer episode with discussion of those traditions and you know where some of that stuff comes from for example you know they gave her this special kind of stone and she had to do this ritual where she like washed it in milk or whatever but like where does that come from and why is she washing it in milk and then she had this basket and it was full of these weird things and the basket had to be put in a a tree without leaves and so it's like but what's the purpose of that you know what I mean like I just want to know like where those come from and what those things are supposed to do and how that's supposed to change things and stuff I don't know I found that really interesting because mm -hmm. I don't know I mean she was a bit skeptical at first but kind of like well can't hurt anything which right. is, I think how I would be but if someone told me I needed to you know wear this necklace and wash it in milk and put a basket in a tree I'd be like okay <laughs> I mean depending on who did it I might just give them the benefit of the doubt and be like sort of the same as her well it definitely can't hurt anything so I guess I'll try but I would definitely be skeptical be like why am I putting this basket of like bangles and I don't even remember what all was in it in a in a tree like what's the purpose of this mm -hmm. so I don't know I would have liked a lot more about that kind of you know what I mean sort of more in depth about the actual rituals and practices and and stuff mm-hmm but I mean, it was interesting and it's got us thinking about different stuff and talking about, you know, these different things we wouldn't have been talking about otherwise. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And they didn't talk about it at all, but I was really wanting to connect it to like the sociology of your choices. The sociology of life is that your choices are, are not determined by you. Like, a lot of times your choices are determined by the things around you, your circumstances, another person. So like it's a very really made me think about like this idea of choice versus fate and how how are we not respecting the fact that some people's choices are just far more limited yeah that's interesting mm -hmm. again I think my biggest disappointment was just that I I wanted more so mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was I'm not saying it was a bad podcast but I didn't feel like it was amazing because I think it just kind of felt lacking to me I wanted mm -hmm. more all the way around but I would kind of like to listen to another episode just to see if the format is the same and mm -hmm. how they actually you know how it actually works like are they always reading these essays are they just interviewing people in some of them because you know I I don't have anything to compare it to them so I'm not really sure right. so it's a, it's an interesting idea all these different types of love and relationships mm -hmm. yeah and I like the like the 
podcast is called Modern Love, but there's definitely a huge discussion in this article about kind of the love of what we would call love of the past, where like her parents were an arranged marriage. We don't do a lot of arranged marriages in the U.S. at least. Um, and so like there, there is that like juxtaposition of time also. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll have to listen to some other episodes and then report back. Yeah, we'll have to check it out, investigate a little bit more. And people can tell us if you've listened to the Modern Love podcast, let us know if this is a traditional format or this was a like a one-off. Definitely. We always love feedback. Yes. All right. Should we talk about this book? Yeah. So the book this week is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I'll go ahead and start with the back cover description. A life no one will remember, a story you will never forget. France, 1714, in a moment of desperation, a young woman makes a Faustian bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie LaRue and a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents, across history and art, as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. But everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore and he remembers her name. Oh my gosh, the description for the book makes me have all the feels that I did not have when I read it originally now that we've read the book and I'm like oh my gosh it felt so much more dramatic it felt like when you watch like a sports trailer and it has a really dramatic music and it's like building up to, to the, the event I can try and, and put I some love... dramatic music behind my reading <laughs> yes, I love those videos I'm legit addicted to them I love them so much it felt like that it was like building and I was like so excited <laughs> okay I'm sorry I'm being a little dorky but when I read that originally I was just like okay whatever but now I read it and I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh and then he remembered her name Mm -hmm. okay I'm getting carried away I'm sorry (laughs) so obviously there's a part of this book where you know this is a this is a woman Addie LaRue who she is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets which means essentially as soon as a door is shut if it's reopened she has to reintroduce herself and if it's in a house people are like what the heck are you doing in my house and who are you and you're scary and so that yeah not I think you'd... a nice way to live <laughs> right and you don't in think all anything honesty, of it until you start reading yeah. the book and you're like oh it's not just that they don't remember her name it's that they literally don't remember who she is yeah and that comes with all kinds of complications. Oh, yeah. And the whole beginning of the book, I just felt worse and worse and worse for her. Honestly, I just had so much sympathy for her. I was like, this is not what you thought you were bargaining for. You did not know it was going to be this way. What a hard existence. It honestly was getting to the point where I was just feeling so bad for her that I was like, this is getting almost to be too much. But then thankfully, yeah. like right as you're starting to get that feeling, everything changes because she goes into that bookstore and she finally finds someone because it's getting to the point where you're just feeling awful for her the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can even do three more chapters of this. Like if this is what the book is for three more chapters, I don't know how people got through it. 
and then it changed it and I was like okay this is how people get through it because I, I can't sit in that like feeling really bad for her and there literally being no talk about options no other option there's nothing she can do to fix this other than to give in to the god that has forced her into this situation and I'm just as stubborn as she is and I don't want that to happen <laughs> I wasn't nearly as bad as you because you I think honestly you might have been ready to almost quit oh yeah no uh, you know you were like le- legit fed up mm-hmm. with it sort of yeah. like I why are we reading this <laughs> whereas I was still finding it interesting like I wasn't I I to the point where I was like something has to change because I was just feeling so terrible for her so 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 terrible but right as it was getting to be like oh this is really something has to give then it it finally did and looking back like even though that beginning part kind of sucked because you just feel so bad for her I mean not really it was really well written and I it was interesting it's just it gives you a lot of feelings for her but I think that actually that then made the rest of the book so much better because you had such strong feelings that had built up. So then mm-hmm. when someone finally does remember her name and everything sort of starts to change, it just gives you that much more emotion for all of the, the other stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. So I think actually the author did it probably like just right, but it was like borderline you know what I mean? Like yeah. almost you took this too far because you just feel terrible for her. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like it keeps just getting worse and worse. I mean, it's really not getting worse because it's essentially the same thing in a different time or place over and over. But I think just because it builds, you just start to feel like you cannot live this way. You feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. Like just let her have a friend or something. Come right? on. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, was definitely to the point where I was like I can't I cannot experience the empathy of this depression maybe anymore so I could have done with three less chapters of it but I I'm sure that yeah yeah but that's definitely (laughs) it was intense Mm -hmm. uh so this book will definitely give you all the feels yeah like from the being upset for her to just everything and wanting so much for her so you definitely this book will definitely have you feeling lots of emotions honestly when I finished this book I think if I hadn't been at work I might have cried right (laughs) honestly I did cry and I think (laughs) I was gonna say because I welled up but I mean I was literally at work and so that kind of changed you know what I mean how much right emotions I was going to emote so but if I had been at home I'm pretty sure I would have been bawling mm -hmm. because I kind of had to like compose myself and and pull myself together at work and Mm -hmm. honestly I don't feel like there's that many books that really make me want to cry but this one it definitely got me because I just feel like I don't know by the end of it just her her story has been so long and so hard and then you just feel like I don't know you can see real love Mm -hmm. and it's just really amazing and then it also leaves you on a cliffhanger but I don't think there's going to be another book and in all honesty I don't think I want there to be another book correct but usually I don't like cliffhangers but it does leave you like I I don't know I guess just to imagine what's going to happen in the future Mm -hmm. in your mind and that is both exciting and frustrating Mm mm-hmm 
for sure. And the, I was really fascinated by, again, like the books, like not necessarily like choice isn't quite the word I'm looking for, but the book asks a lot of questions about what decisions you make will lead lead history to remember you or history to have a recognition of your life and so it's this really interesting discussion of art and history so if you are the subject of a painting are you remembered yeah because like there's so like I pictures was, there right but exactly. if nobody knows that it's you right so I was like, I think of like all of Monet or, you know, all of those impressionists or there's all sorts of people in those pictures. But, you know, I only think of like the pictures of Van Gogh where I know it's a self-portrait. I'm like, oh, well, that's Van Gogh. Like, I don't think of, oh, like that, or it's like Renoir has like a, a flower girl or something like but she's not you know we don't know her name we just know she's a girl who's holding a flower basket and they call her the flower girl and you're like is that a real person did he make that up should I remember this person was she important to him Mm -hmm. so really interesting questions about art and history and who is remembered what is remembered what is important about what is remembered very fascinating definitely I also really liked I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil anything but the person who she finally meets that remembers her there's a really sort of fascinating story behind that character as well Mm -hmm. and I sort of like I don't know the differences in their personalities and it just kind of also reminds you that you don't know what people are going through and that everyone's dealing with different things and also that things can appear differently to different people. And I don't know, it's just a really sort of, both of them individually have these really interesting stories mm-hmm. and then they sort of meet up and join for this, I don't know, other sort of coming together that's really interesting. And I, I don't know, I just like how she sort of wove those together. hmm and how they were able to, I don't know, sort of bond and have this special relationship, but mm-hmm. their backgrounds had obviously been so different and everything. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and in like both of them, essentially the scars of their pasts make them good matches for each other. And so that was a very interesting way to like think about love and then think about relationships and friendship on top of just the fact of if you're the only person who remembers someone that means your friends don't remember that person either and so there's like that whole layered conversation of it all just gets very complicated (laughs) there's also a villain in here that you basically love to hate but also kind of want to like Mm -hmm. at least at some points Mm -hmm. like sometimes you're like oh I hate you and then sometimes you're like oh actually I kind of wish you guys could be nice to each other and (laughs) like things could be different and maybe Mm -hmm. everything would be fine Mm -hmm. so I sort of like that as well especially because he's not straight villain I mean you do kind of hate him at some points but then again Mm -hmm. there are these moments where you're like but actually I kind of might like you and Mm -hmm. I, I want you guys to be friendly 
Is so it possible I really like the Grinch and have an experience where his heart grows three times that day? <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. So I, I like that though too, especially because he's not like a hundred percent to hate him. So, mm. you know, like a lot of times you have a villain and you're like, oh, I know you're the villain. I know I'm supposed to hate you. And I do. And you do sometimes feel that, but again, it's not that straight hatred. And I really, mm-hmm. I really like that too. It's again, more complex characters and storyline. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I think V.E. Schwab is good at those complex characters. People who are not all good or all, all bad, good or all bad, but might be like 90, 10, bad to good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can see that 10% core. And I can see how that would make, I don't know, how you can be kind in these situations and then so unkind in other situations. Well, in all honesty, that's a more truthful way to tell a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, there are probably very few times when any person or situation or thing is all 100% good or bad. There's always going to be layers and, you know, it's going to be a combination of things. So, you know. A, a good villain is still a good thing you know sometimes you do just want that evil character oh, that sure. you hate yeah. and is always bad but when you get the sort of more nuanced mixed sort of characters it's actually probably more realistic mm-hmm. yeah and in this case super intriguing definitely yeah definitely because there are times where like you you want the bad guy or the villain to be thwarted but you also like I still want him to have his Grinch scenario where he his heart gets to grow three times, you know. What would you think of a spin-off book of just that character story? Could be I feel like that might be interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it would be very interesting. I feel like that, like, I I definitely want V.E. Schwab to write it, though, because I think... Oh, yeah, not, like, fan fiction or something. No. But, but then it wouldn't really be a continuation of Adam Rue, although she would probably feature in it at some points, I'm assuming, right. because clearly their lives are intertwined. But I would really probably like to see some backstory. That would be pretty mm-hmm. interesting, especially because... I think that there is, I mean, he's definitely kind of bad, but there is some good there too. So I'd mm-hmm. like to see like his thought process and stuff as he's, mm-hmm. you know, doing his job, living his life. Yeah. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I would like that actually, I think. Yeah. Maybe we'll get lucky someday. I don't think there's any more books planned for this series that I know of, but Mm-mm. maybe. No, but we can, we can, uh, try and have V.E. Schwab on the podcast and give some suggestions <laughs> and then <laughs> right. you know, ask any chance, any chance for that yeah, yeah when we have her on we'll uh we'll ask her about that oh man what was your rating Megan oh five stars mine was also five stars so even though the first quarter of the book, I was like, I don't know I can't, if I can do anymore. It then the ending was so good that it didn't drop a star. So good. So, so good. Yeah, I would definitely recommend. I really enjoyed it. So I guess the author goes by Victoria Schwab when she writes adult books and V.E. Schwab when she writes young adult books. 
but I don't know any of her adult books. I only know. <laughs> I only the know her YA book. adult, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Also, in all honesty, I feel like this could have been an adult book. I don't feel like this was particularly YA or adult. I mean, it was just like, I think it could have kind of appeal to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had some pretty adult themes in it, really. Right. But yeah, I never know, I know exactly what it is that makes those categorizations. Yeah, I don't either. Like the middle grade, that one tends to make sense. It's about like the language being used. Right. Kids books. That's same usually thing. more obvious. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then like obviously the explicit language puts it into that adult category. Or and the like new adult category, the which is the romance somewhat newish one. tends to put it into the adult category. <laughs> if right. you get a chili rating, probably an adult book. Exactly. But yeah, that YA, I'm not always, not always sure. But either way, definitely pick up one of her books if you have the opportunity. So far, everything that we've been reading from her has been really good. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable. All right. Any last thoughts about The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue? No, I mean, if you know V.E. Schwab and know how to get her on the podcast, let us know. (laughs) If you are listening, we would love to interview you. Amazing. And that reminds me, you can find us on Instagram at apartment29a, or you can email us at apt29a at gmail.com. We'd love to uh, interact with you. So let us know what you guys are thinking. If you have book suggestions if you know ways to contact the authors we are all about it let us know tea suggestions podcast yes. suggestions yeah. anything yeah if you've listened to the modern love podcast and can let us know more love to hear from you and uh, have a great week everyone happy valentine's day happy valentine's day bye bye